Hello everyone and welcome to We Have Solutions, an AT Help Desk podcast brought to you by Neil Squire. A podcast where we talk about assistive technology, disabilities, breaking down barriers to accessibility, and more. On today's episode, we are joined once again by our accessibility and tech guru, Nakia Singh. Join us as we talk about accessibility hacks for persons with visual impairments. We dive into the implications of AI as an accessibility tool, review some in-depth AT case studies, and much more. Yeah, so we had a mixed bag of stuff to talk about. It's been a minute, um, and oh, yeah. uh, I kind of captured a lot of the the things that you had that you had mentioned throughout uh throughout the weeks uh so we'll we'll kind of you know bring those things up as we as we go through and i've got uh, a couple case studies as Ooh, well nice. um so we've got a good mixed bag uh because actually we're we're preparing some training for some teachers and uh-huh. um so we're preparing a few case studies uh and actually since i'm talking about it let's let's get into one right now uh and and flip things around where normally we kind of do those at the end uh so one that's interesting is we wanted to make uh create a scenario and discuss a scenario where uh the teacher is kind of the subject uh, a little bit so so i'll kind of you know read out what we have and and let's see what we think so uh Carrie is an elementary school teacher who struggles with technology. She has a student who requires the use of AT. What resources are available to Carrie to help her navigate the process of providing assistive technology? So kind of what would you sort of recommend Carrie to start? And let's say Carrie is in her her 50s and really isn't that comfortable with assistive technology. How would you get her started? Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I would, first off, I'd start with something she already has. Oh, that's a great suggestion. Yes. Uh, so let's 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 see what you have. So, what do you have at home, and what are you carrying on you now? Let's say Carrie uh, is an iPad user, and she has ah, an iPad. Okay. Then uh, I would want to find out how much she already knows. Right. And then, uh, you know, then going, I would slowly build up from what she already knows and then start taking her into all the various accessibility options and show Mm. them how, you know, how they're enabled and and how they make the iPad uh, different to control. Right. Because if you give her the experience of the accessibility, then then she would be able to understand, at least in some small way, how others may use it. And of course, if she's learning it contextually, it'll be easier for her to teach it. Right. Exactly. And I think too, um, specific scenarios is really good where not just like, you know, learn, learn how to do it. Like, for Mm -hmm. example, turn on, uh, you know, text to speech features or something like that, uh, you know, voiceover, um, but actually do it in the context of of what you'd be doing in class. So, you know, um, uh, pulling up a document you know, swiping down with the three fingers and having uh, voiceover read that out loud. Yes. And, and put, I mean, the iPad put everything into practice. Yeah, exactly. Put it into practice. And and again, I think I, I almost uh, made it a little easy for us when I said that the device that she has is an iPad, right? I mean, yeah, see, we're cheating. This is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I mean, you know, the the Apple website, not everyone knows, but 
Um, the Apple accessibility website is quite insane uh, with how much information <laughs> it has. Now, I don't know how accessible their accessibility website is because it is a bit flashy, uh, but it certainly, and I imagine there probably is an accessible version of it that can be accessed, but certainly for uh, you know a teacher that needs to learn the ropes, the amount of information can be a bit overwhelming, but they organize it uh, in a really good way. And they always have. And then, and then uh, Microsoft went along and they kind of copied, uh, you know, how rich that accessibility website is. And I find yes. that uh, it's kind of the same thing uh, where uh, you've got that. So um, it, basically the way the categories are set up is really intuitive where you have vision, hearing, mobility, and cognitive up at the top uh, mm -hmm. that you can select. So as you select those different uh, categories, you're going to go see the apps that correspond with that, which is great, right? Because uh, as a teacher in that situation, it's going to come to you as, okay, I have a student that has mobility challenges, or I have a student that has, mm -hmm. you know, vision challenges. Uh, the cognitive one, that's maybe a little bit more of a catch-all, right? Because uh, when we're talking about uh, learning disabilities, um, you know, there's not, it, it's not necessarily a cognitive issue per se, but, you know, they kind of just, they put a few things in there. Uh, it's, yeah. it's a bit of a catch-all for a few different categories. Um, but yeah, so that that website is set up really well. So again, I would go through and, uh, you know, tackle each of those categories, take a look. And we've got obviously a ton of articles and information on the AT Health Desk website. Uh, mm -hmm. But, it, you know, talking about this is making me realize that one thing that's maybe missing in the in the accessibility world is, and I'd, and I'd pitched it and envisioned it before, but you know, we get busy with other projects, but having uh, our own training set of training modules where, you know, it's, and it, even if you could gamify it a bit like Habitica or something like that, where mm -hmm. you go, okay, uh, you know, step one, world one, whatever you want to say, module one, uh, we start with what we consider some of the more sort of basic uh, features have them go in and they get you know they get score and progression and points based on how well they do how quickly they do it etc it would be it would be really neat to be able to uh set that up um and i think we would probably be good people to deliver that but it would obviously be. I mean, that's a lot of... using very nice design make it very yeah pleasant and your modules only have a few steps but you learn so much you could this could very, very, oh, it could be very nice. Yeah, and I, I outlined a little bit of that. It's such a tremendous undertaking, but it literally, it doesn't exist in the disability world, in the accessibility world. Uh, I've looked for it and I've scoured for things like it, and there's really nothing like it. I mean, really, the closest thing is, you know, of course, at CSUN, right? Which, which yes. is uh, amazing, and a lot of our uh, colleagues have have gone to that. But, um, you know, something that's a little more within the grasp of your average teacher that maybe doesn't have a lot of time. 
So yeah, so I think we gave we gave Carrie a pretty good amount of uh, of work there. And what about to like maybe uh, you know going beyond the pedagogical uh, a little bit, like also having having whatever parent. Let's say there's there's a, a child and, and parents involved that she's you know helping. You know, having the parents be involved and obviously you know the child that's that goes without saying or the student rather um mm -hmm. you know i think having that team-based approach where the parents are really involved i mean being a parent myself i know that the the difference in a child's success you know often leans on the parents involvement right yeah, um, that would be ideal yes yeah exactly so or a parent's involvement so uh, you know, having having that as well, I think, uh, is is a best practice as well. Mm -hmm. um, and actually, uh, and I've got another another one that's a little more uh, student centric. Um, so let's let's think about that one a bit. On the opposite end of the spectrum, Microsoft. Uh, John is a grade ten student who has difficulty with reading, writing, and paying attention. He's introverted and doesn't ask for help. Although he has a laptop and has basic knowledge of Microsoft 365, he doesn't seem motivated to use it for school-related activities and assignments. What would you recommend in this case? And you've done a lot with people oh. like, you know, that have these types of, of hangups about assistive technology. So let's get into that a bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's not motivated. Right. Oh, wow. Uh, and see, this is, of course, where gamifying things makes things so much easier. I think so, too. Because. Because it's you're using the the glorious trickery, uh, you know, which games do very well by making you play something throughout of the story, yeah. but integrating the tutorial into mm -hmm. it, you know, so they don't realize they're learning. They right. just like they're just doing, and they, you know, they're creating muscle memory. They're seeing what the animation cycle is for the event, like for jumping over or hurdling over something. They they learn it. So anything that you can gamify. It just seems to work. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe the color is a problem. Okay. But yeah. Uh, I know a few people that will, like, they just look at Office and the oh. color completely turns them off. They won't use it. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. They just won't. Like, it's ugly. I can't. I can't do it. It's like looking at eBay from the early 90s. Yeah, well, I always I go with the dark theme. I like the dark theme myself. Yeah, dark is nice. I agree with you. I'm I'm all for dark themes everywhere. Yeah, it, <laughs> yes. it makes it look better for sure. So that's interesting. So maybe adjusting and 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 going to your point. Okay, so if you're a grade grade ten student and you're introverted, there's probably a good chance you're a gamer, or yes. or uh, you know. You know, maybe you're into into reading as well, but there's a really good chance you're a gamer. And then so it's like, okay, so let's get on the kids level a little bit, the students level. And mm -hmm. like, how do we make it, uh, you know, cool or relate it to that? So again, there's gamifying, which, you know, Habitica and stuff like that. So if they're mm -hmm. already into. Uh... Oh, are you there? I am. Oh, interesting. It just said. You have been signed out because you were signed in on a different device. Okay, great. I'll have to edit oh. that part out. Uh, I'm not <laughs> sure. It's still recording. Okay, so I was saying, um, you know, if you have something like Habitica 
uh, where it's gamified and uh, especially if they're into a game that has uh, an RPG sort of theme to it, uh, that's going to be especially uh, close and that's going to that's going to work especially well. Mm -hmm. Um, I find another problem with Office Mm -hmm. is that when you start, say, for example, um, you, you start like Word. And you open it up and it's presenting you with a blank sheet. Um, there are people that are already done. That's it. I'm done. Right. <laughs> it doesn't wizard things for me. Oh, really? uh, what, what do you want to do? Well, I, I would like to do this because it doesn't know what they don't know what to present to this empty page and may need some additional coaxing because yet again, lack of motivation. I I'm just supposed to do something with this. I I don't know what all the tools do. Maybe there's too many tools. How about right. you just guide me through a system that will say, okay, well, given the kind of thing you want to do in here, we can get rid of all the clutter. Right. And only give you what you need. Right. So we can hide the ugly, you know, um, and just guide you along the process of doing the thing you want to do. Right. And no, that I... would be very helpful. Yeah, now I wonder, this might be going a bit too far, but what about involving like a chat GPT or some kind of an AI tool? You could, but that we are definitely going to have to address that. And then once I once I talk about it, you'll figure out why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah. Well, we'll okay. Let's get it. Well, let's get into it right now then. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's begin. Okay. So, Chat GPT, everybody or those, you know, most people know what it is. Yeah. It's up to version four right, right now. But, but the some problem people is, listening is, might not. So, explain oh, yeah. really quick. So, basically, it's an artificial intelligence that's fed all the information of the world. It knows how to do things. It knows how to plan. It knows how to reason, but it's cold and calculated. I'm not saying that, that it's a bad thing. It's a wonderful thing. Yeah. It's a really great thing. But the problem is, is like, um, it's 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 like anything. If you just let it out into the world, and you let it have access to people who think that perhaps that this is going to be the saving grace of the planet, mm. or maybe there are some people who have like particular issues, right? And ask ChatGPT a thing, uh-huh. and it gives you a cold and calculated answer, right? It can go bad. Uh, right. For example, there was a person who really loved the earth mm-hmm. and asked GPT, chat GPT to, okay, you know, what can I do uh, to help? And right. it, it said, okay, your contribution to the problem is this, 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 this. Right. So removing you would remove this. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I thought that was going. <laughs> and that's what the person did. Oh, no joke. Okay. Oh God! Yeah, it did. Kid, ha- uh, he he was an adult. Yeah, he had a wife and children. Oh my God! Yeah, this happened. So yet again, um, I mean, that person it, must have had a lot uh, other things going on. <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's hard to say, but the problem is, is that there are one in three people have some issues. Yeah, well, yeah, of course. Uh, so that's a lot of vulnerable people being given access to a very cold and calculated logical machine. Well, my God, like just, I just think about it as a writing tool, not some kind of uh, all seeing and all knowing 
entity my god people have the wrong idea about how to utilize that <laughs> yeah but people are asking it for all sorts of things oh, like yeah. people are using it to make money people are using it to make tools people right. are using it to make malware people are using it to make it depends on your intent because your intent becomes its intent right it doesn't have a moral compass right because you know given the world in its day-to-day -day, that's subjective right it's a very gray area and like who's going to step in and try to give the internet a morality oh for sure so, so doing this with a like you're going to need almost like the rules of robotics except for ai what do you yes. what do you do there's been anime about this and movies about this oh yeah forever yeah how, how do you manage that how do you control it should we and then if they become you know well sentient and have bodies how do we treat them i mean right. this goes as far back as even tetsuo adam like astro boy yeah it's way back it, and like again it's i think it's you know how you use the tool uh right. and and i've used it a little bit not that much but when i use it a i'm a bit blown away and b i can see through it a little bit so uh yes. i'll give you an example like you know, I asked it to write, I've, I asked it to write a few different stories and I would give it prompts. I would say, write me a story about two penguins that uh, are in a forbidden love. Uh, and, and it's really interesting. It, it does a really good job of setting up a beginning and an end, but it mm -hmm. can't really do conflict very well. Like it doesn't really have a good, a satisfying middle. Um, yes. And it's very like, it's very empty. Like people that think they can use these AI writing prompts to, to write, you know, an entire assignment. Uh, it, it's very empty. It, it doesn't, you can tell the difference. And I think teachers will be able to tell as well. Now, yes. Using it for people prompts, have gotten away with it. Oh, I'm sure. And, I'm sure. Yeah. And, uh, you know, did all their homework with it. Uh, it's not great or was not great with artwork. It always added an additional finger here and there. Right. On a person. Now right. that's all cleaned up. Uh, uh, but I think also because maybe that you used penguins and it would pull from the internet. How do penguins interact? Oh, it sure did. You know? And oh, yeah. so <laughs> maybe if, but yet again, of course it's, yeah, it's a penguin. So I guess it did its best. Um, yeah. It, it's almost like uh, if you, I wonder if you tried it with another animal that yeah. was more, you know, I don't know kind to itself <laughs> yeah I, I, i've done it with a few different things and and it always like there's always obviously variations but i find yeah. the kind of the shell the structure of it uh is is it always feels a bit empty uh but that's mm -hmm. also for creative writing assignments not yes. uh not factual based so mm -hmm. i might find that i get different results out of that uh, you know, tell me everything you know, excuse me, about, you know, Samuel Adams or, you know, right. Pierre Trudeau, whatever. Um, and and write me an essay on on this theme or subject, right? So it maybe mm -hmm. could do a little bit better on that. And I think, you know, I'm thinking right now, we might just be introducing a lot a lot of teachers to this concept. I think there's a good chance yes. that a few of them have not heard about chat GPT or whatever, yeah. uh, you know, AI writing prompt. So 
you know, if you are a teacher and you're listening, just be cognizant of that. And if all of a sudden the tone sounds kind of weird and empty uh, in some of the writing assignments, you know, maybe it, it's possible that, you know, people are using an AI prompt. But so so then it's let's get back to kind of is it is it moral or is it good from an education standpoint for someone who really struggles with finding their own prompts to to use that? It's kind of an interesting uh, idea. Think, it's a bit of a gray area. Yeah. I I think that if you used it as an intelligence and you focused it in on a particular subject to work with. Uh, a person who doesn't know about a topic or thing. Um, so if, for example, ChatGPT knows everything about Word and you're opening Word for the first time and it becomes the new Clippy. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, wow. And That's he, a great suggestion. Yes. And he sits there and he knows everything about Word and he's able to just automatically, automatically correct everything that's going on with you, but he'll not just correct it, but also tell you why he did. Huh. Um, um, yeah, I was getting into like, okay, maybe it's not a he. Right, who right. Knows what, who knows what it is. But mm -hmm. Clippy, <laughs> I would call him the new Clippy, Yeah, would, would at least be like, because a person who may be an English major or whatever may wonder why Clippy chose to do this particular thing. Uh-huh, Exactly. Or maybe a person doesn't understand how to use all the tools. And Clippy's like, well, according by the way you wrote and what you wrote, I'm going to break it up into paragraphs like this for you. Right. And I'll tell you why I did that. Yeah. You know, so that you can learn from it. And it's not just doing something. It becomes more than a tool. Mm. It also becomes a teaching instructor, instructor right. Right. of Word. <laughs> wow. It's focused. It's not just, it's not something you can ask like the meaning of life to. Uh, exactly it's, it's it's designed for word and then until you open up like excel or something and then you know it will excel you <laughs> that's a really good point i didn't think about using it as a tutorial tool like that i think that would be very handy i think it would be too and and you're right it is very adept at you know learning that technology and and the advantage of having to explain why uh that could be that could be really good too so, I also think that yeah, it would be wonderful in something such as, uh, say you're using it to write a diary right. or you're writing things that are hostile. Mm. It's going to know and uh, you're going to hit that send button to send it to somebody and you're like, and, you know what I mean? You're in the moment. You're feeling that emotion that it right. is not going to feel, right. or, you know, depending on how you do it, but it's aware. It's like, okay, well, you sent this and I'm going to hold that back. I'm not yeah. going to let that go yet. Yeah. Are you sure you want me to send this? And it's not just a simple prompt. Yeah. It's like you said this and this. Have you thought about the overall overarching repercussions of sending this to uh, to say a person who chat GPT is aware yet again? How much are you giving over to AI to know the people you are writing to? Right. Right. Because it has to learn from if it isn't, you know, it can learn everything it can from you as you go about using your computer unless you restrict it to just just that app and only the information you feed it. But the problem is, is you keep incorporating this into every app and you give it access to all of these various informations, the more it's going to grow. Yes, the more it's helpful, but the more you're giving up your privacy. That information goes somewhere. 
That's true. That's true. And that and that leads into the issues that are having with Discord right now. That's also going to be happening in Microsoft Teams. And there's only one application that is not incorporating AI. But the problem is, is every business that uses it, every person that uses it, any any links you upload, any videos that sees them, it understands them. It'll it like um it'll it'll start flagging right that either may or may not be appropriate or you know on a basic example it's like oh you you were talking about this in in voice chat and because it understood you it already added this to your calendar and wants you to confirm it like do i really want the artificial intelligence yes thank you for helping me but at the same time if i have no ability to turn you off stop you from listening uh, where's all my information going mm. where's that being aggregated like there's yeah. a lot yes chat gpt helpful internet helpful tools helpful but at the same time what are you giving up in exchange yeah it's true so it's good to that's a good thing to bring up the privacy concerns which you know in the school system they're very uh they're very aware mm. of and it's a mm. you know it's a big deal so I mean that yeah that's good that's a good point yeah and and it just when you were when you were explaining all that I just remembered that I just was talking to someone and they said uh, I was uh, they said I even ran the message through chat GPT to soften the tone before I sent it. Yes. So really interesting. So again, you know how you use it. And I think, mm -hmm. you know, that's a that's a pretty good that's a pretty good case for it being a helpful tool. But again, you know. We know it's helpful. That's obvious. Yes. It's obviously yes. an extremely intelligent, helpful tool. Obviously, mm -hmm. the question is, you know, uh, what's the downside of that? What are we giving up? And and yeah, it, how is that going to how is that going to affect society and uh, you know people's way that they think about themselves and others? It's it's going to have an effect. It's true. We as a society, we have laws in place and mm -hmm. we have those that enforce said laws to hem us in when we're out of control or do something wrong. Yeah. These things need to be in place. They are for robotics and there definitely have to be something, you know, in line for artificial intelligence because you give them free reign. Uh, it can lead. It can hurt people. Mm. It can hurt people. I mean, it, it has hurt. That's people. your example. Right. That's yeah. For your example yeah. there. So, I mean, we, we need to be very careful with the power that we're letting out there on the net and what it, you know, what it can do. Hmm. Interesting. So as much as I like it, it's, it can still exactly. be dangerous. It can. Yeah. So we're not sure when it comes to helping a grade 10 student where, where the jury's out on AI could be helpful, could be destructive. Uh, mm -hmm. We like, we like the idea of gamifying things. Um, yes. And like, it's a hard question too. It's a lot harder than how do you learn how to use an iPad? How do you learn to yes. get motivated to use Word? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's harder. So it's like, I think, again, you have to on some, get on the student's level and try and figure out what they like, what makes them passionate, what makes them excited, and try and dive into that as much as possible. And, you know, yes. you part of that really goes beyond the AT question, and it's about having a good rapport with the student where they could feel comfortable, uh, you know, talking about that kind of stuff. And I think too, yes. like, that's where having specific people that come in the school and do that can be really helpful because sometimes, you know, if we're struggling with a certain teacher, 
we're not necessarily going to want to open up to that same teacher if our relationship with them uh, you know, isn't that great. So, right. you know, it might be helpful to have someone who, you know, their thing is technology. They're not here to judge you on an academic level. Uh, right. I think that could be incredibly useful, um, you know, for the student to have that interaction with that person and have them help kind of dive into what they're passionate about and try and uh, turn that into something. I mean, for me, it's easy where, you know, I enjoy writing and that's something I do, you know, for a living, essentially. So it's obvious how Microsoft Word is going to be helpful to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but even just something simple as, you know what I mean? Start, start so simple. Uh, okay, again, you're diving and you find out that they like Fortnite, let's say. Um, maybe create a document where you do like a pros and cons of certain tactics or you list all of the maps that are being played right now in Fortnite and some strategies that go along with it and then you you know you have that and then you dive into the structure a little bit and then you create a title and and do subheadings and and then all of a sudden you've got a document that you know pertains to you you've created it and i think mm. that kind of puts you on the right road doing things it like does. that now you're in the groove and yeah, now the now software the can group. say look you need some pictures for that we've got some pictures that go along to exactly the, the that shows what you're talking about you want to add exactly. those exactly oh, yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> so i think i think getting on the students level finding out what they're passionate about and trying to implement that as part of that at strategy uh, is pretty key when, especially when you have those students that are extra reluctant, you know, some yes. are going to want to adapt it right away and it's going to be obvious why, but everyone's different. Everyone's going through different things. And true. You know, let's say this grade 10 student comes from a, a really rural background where his parents don't use computers and maybe even not only don't use computers, uh, PCs, you know, they kind of trash them or they kind of, you know, they talk about this lifestyle of, you know, oh, you know, back in my day, we didn't have computers. You know what I mean? <laughs> Not every yes, parent sir. is supportive uh, of of their technology. And so that's yeah. going to be extra difficult, potentially, uh, unless, you know, they want to rebel against their parents. But you know what I mean? Without that <laughs> yeah, background, do. because I've had I've had students. Uh, I've had adult adult learners, uh, you know, that have never pressed the power button on a laptop. And you think it's not possible, but there's a ton yeah. of them. There's a ton of them. Oh, I believe that. And I would still say even to them, are you real? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. hey, it just goes to show that, you know, especially people in rural rural areas, they, yep. they have different lifestyles and, sure uh, you know that you've got to respect that and try and try and get on that level, make it interesting for them in that regard too. So maybe, uh, you know, if they're, if they're into farming uh, or, you know, it's easy too, because uh, let's say they are rural and they're into fishing, like I am, you know, do what I do and use OneNote to create a fishing diary where every season and then every, you know, day is broken down. Every uh, location that you like to fish is broken down. And then describe what flies or lures you used and what species you caught. 
uh, again, if you're a person who's really passionate about fishing and really don't like technology, like all of a sudden you realize, wow, I have this incredibly useful document that I like adding to because it creates success in the thing that I like doing. Right. So get on their level. With your little colored tabs and mm-hmm. oh, I've got the little colored tabs. Yeah, <laughs> I've I, I've got a really I've got a really kind of well designed little little fishing journal that I did through OneNote. So uh, and it yeah. kind of feels good to work on it though. It does. It does. It does. It does. Yep, I hear you there. You feel organized. <laughs> it it yeah. feels good to have your thoughts organized and and yes. your and everything organized. It it just does. Yeah, it really does. So those were two, those are two great case studies. And I love that it, uh, that one, uh, gave us a chance to talk about the, uh, the AI thing, uh, which mm. I've been finding very fascinating lately. Um, well, they're incorporating more and more into hardware. Yeah. yeah we'll that. It's going to be interesting. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, you had mentioned, uh, a case, well, or a, a real, a real situation where you had, uh, a person that, didn't want anyone to know he was disabled while playing games and, uh, you know, just wanted to feel normal. Yeah. I thought that was kind of interesting. And it's kind of sad, but it happens like more often than I'm sure a lot of people realize hmm. uh, because I, that's just it. But I think that's, that's been consistent for a while, even myself. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to have a monocular stuck to your face or have people, look at you differently than they look at somebody else. Right. It's like, you don't want them to know because it can be perceived as a weakness or something that a, maybe a person of, you know, uh, who's got a little chip on their shoulder may want to extort. Right. Right. So you don't want to make yourself vulnerable. Right. (laughs) Nobody likes to be vulnerable. No. (laughs) So this particular person wanted to be able to, you know, to text and you know to be able to text or use voice but he kind of he just wasn't not a great speaker but could text really well but right. didn't know how to incorporate this into his mmo like how, yeah. how do i you know because like he likes to text but you know he's got some accessibility needs to make that work but like he was playing it on the playstation so it's like okay uh, i know they have text to speech but it doesn't quite work no not when, as good as pc yeah no it, like it uh, it, it works in the front end of the console in its own chat, not within the MMO's chat. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yes. It's like, what do I do? What What can right. I do? He's like, uh, you know, and if he had to, because he can't, like you, he, you would wait a while and that's yes. not good. Like the, the topic is already done and over with. So I had to introduce him to the, uh, the PlayStation app, uh, which he knew existed, but he uh... didn't know that you can actually use your phone's text-to-speech to push that That's from the amazing. app to the consoles, you know, so as if it were using a keyboard directly. Right. Yeah, and it it changed everything. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. It, because uh, now his was... phone is taking care of the chat completely. Completely, yes. Uh... Right through from the phone, through the PlayStation, to the MMO. Right. And now people can't tell the difference. They just no. don't know. He doesn't chat with voice, you know, because, you know, various other, you know, but this, but this works best and it doesn't, uh, he's able to correct mistakes like very quickly because he could pass the keyboard through the phone also. 
Yeah. You know, so it, it's really good that, that, that that's an input option for him. So it's, yeah, that's amazing. That's a great solution that you found for him. Uh, yes. And, and that's, and it's, it's perfect because he already had the phone. He already yep. knew about the PlayStation app, but just connecting it all together and realizing that you can use the chat on the app, uh, that's incredible. It, and it actually, honestly, it's probably a best practice too. It's almost a universal, like universally doing it that way is probably better in terms of freeing up your hands for yes. games that you need to be chatting and playing and controlling at the same time. It's true. Um, another thing that uh, just uh, just a side note on yeah. what Sony's doing is they're going to use AI filters to also see what people are saying and texting. Okay. And manage that in real time to prevent bullying. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that like uh, depending on how your filters are set, given like you, for example, you have a set age in your profile. Right. If a person has a set age in your profile that's younger than yours and you happen to cuss or they happen to cuss, mm. uh, that will be, you know, AI'd out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah, seen that already. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they'll AI that out. Or if it's text, they'll also do that. Like right. the, just to prevent any, you know, cross-contamination that way. Right. Yeah, because uh, yeah, that's helpful. I was gonna say people that people that are are you know not into games themselves might not realize that the more competitive the game, the more toxic the community yes. often is. Yes. So if it's a really competitive game, uh, game where there people feel like the stakes are high, mm -hmm. uh, people are gonna be extra sensitive and yes. extra nasty, and, and uh, yeah. It's like, yes, you can mute the, a particular player individually. Yes, right. you can do that. But to be able to manage all this in real time while you're continuing to play is, is not an option, especially in these fast-paced games. Yeah. So if you it, could just, like, an AI to just yes. manage that for you to prevent, like, um, you know, unless you don't want it to, which I'm hoping that you can just turn it off. If you want the full experience, uh. <laughs> then you go for it. But if you don't, and you're and you're a little sensitive about stuff like that, that's fine. Yeah. Turn it on. Yeah, and because simply simply muting someone, you miss. They they might say things that actually are important. They might say, right. "Oh, watch out! There's someone to the west." And mm -hmm. like, as much as they are toxic, you know, picking up on that moment, you know, you you don't want to completely miss out on that. So. You know, creating yeah. those, having that filter situation probably is the best way to approach it. And the biggest thing that they're trying to get it to understand well is sarcasm. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Along with the tone of sarcasm. Right. <laughs> so that's a little difficult. They'll work on that. Because, <laughs> well, you know, that's, that's a, that can be a tough one. Because you're right. saying, you know, you're saying a thing, but uh, you may not actually mean the thing. So. It's right. uh, it's it's trying. So AI will continue to learn. It's just mm. like we gotta. It's gotta. It's gotta have a restraining collar on it in some way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Another thing that you had mentioned was the was some motion and hand tracking, uh, oh, yes. technology. Um. And so you'd said that that was a Windows tool, right? Uh. Yeah. Uh. It starts out with a. You can use any piece of software you want for your accessibility motion tracking. What matters most is the camera you're using. 
Okay. And this is the only camera that does this like this because it uses AI that only understands it's a camera and it only understands its primary function is to serve you. Oh. (laughs) This is, it's the Insta360 Link. And it is a uh, camera that respects your privacy Hmm. because the AI is on board. It doesn't send it anywhere. Wow. Uh, So when you're, say, not using a camera or you close the tools, it instantly looks down and you can physically see that it's not looking at you or anything else. Um, It will track you around the room. You can you can tell it to just free roam and it'll track you around the room and zoom up on you, uh, your head, either your head, shoulders, half body, full body. Um, you can set it the way you want. You can set custom, like custom animations, the speeds of which it moves and tracks. Right. Everything. So you, you can just exist in an environment and use, you, you can, if you want, you can use hand gestures. And this is where I was saying that it's a 4k camera that will track you beyond no. the per pixel uh, screen. So if you raised a finger and it tracks a finger and you yeah. use it as a, as a virtual mouse or gesture of sorts, and even in the slightest degree, as you move slower, it zooms in closer. And so it can get the, 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 these tiny, tiny like gestures moving from your fingers and track that one-to-one with the pixels wow. on the screen. So you could have a 16 by nine monitor or a 21 by nine monitor or a huge landscape and it will track it because it'll count for not just the gesture that your body makes, but also like uh, if you reach beyond that while you're moving your finger, it will move along with you and track um, if the camera pivots to the left or right or up or down. It also hmm. adds that to the equation without accelerating. Um, so you know how they have no mouse, you have an acceleration on it. Right. That when you move, this doesn't need to do that. Because it, it it accounts for itself plus your movement and it's able to zoom in and zoom out to keep up with you. Right. So it doesn't have to account, but it doesn't have to, you know, miss a per pixel jump. It just it's really smooth. And uh, so as long as the tool is running, which it has like a kind of like a shallow uh, app bar that yeah. will run over any application, whether it be Zoom or whatever you're using, and it can you can do it, you can tell it to run various kind of combinations of things with hand gestures uh snapping your finger it even has a really nice whiteboard option so I say see for example that. you're doing a presentation yeah it has these stickers you put in the corner no way it'll zoom right up on the board it'll snap to it and, and full screen that <laughs> wow it's really nice it's a very very intelligent piece of kit yeah yeah i had not heard of it at all i hadn't even really heard of uh ai motion tracking webcams like that so i mean that's huge for people uh you know with with mobility challenges or or vision challenges right where uh they don't necessarily it's hard for them to know when they're in the frame um to have that constantly uh what you know moving with you so that you're Mm -hmm. not having to move for the camera um that's huge and the yeah the gestures wow yeah Tons of gestures, and you can assign all sorts of things, even shortcut keys if you want to be quiet about it or not you know, throw your hands up or blink or anything like that. You can assign many different many different tasks for it. It has a looking down option to look down at your desk, and uh, it's able to adjust the view so that even if it's looking down on an angle at your desk, it will it will use AI to make it look like it was directly overhead. Right. It, it, it does all sorts of things. 
Yeah, it's it's very very clever. It, it is expensive. I think it's like three hundred and something dollars. Yeah, mm -hmm. but there's no other camera like it. No. Yeah. That's wow. That's amazing. Like, I mean, for an assistive, and you know, we've talked about it before. Assistive mm. technology uh, tools, and you know, this is not necessarily designed as assistive technology. Are expensive, but the mm. uses for it as assistive technology are huge. Oh, yes. Like, for example, uh, I remember as we were uh, talking about a device that would read OCR. Yeah. You know, for things like that, except this can do that with, you know, you give it you give it access to the right software. Right. And put something in front of it, <laughs> even like anything at all. And you just put those stickers on the corner of it. It yeah. lines up. You're done. It'll, no it'll, way. it'll see it. it. You know, it's it's smart and very useful. Wow. It'll, it'll do anything. And stay yeah. out of your way when you don't want it to, to be looking at you. It just stops. It's nice. So that's the Insta360 link. Yes. So Fantastic if you're, it, yeah. So if you're someone with, uh, with, yeah, vision or mobility challenges and you're doing, you know, work from home, presentations, anything mm -hmm. like that, it's kind of like you've got to have this. It's huge. It's going to change. It's going to change your, your work life. It really is. Because uh, like, say you're in a wheelchair and you need to move around back and forth in your exactly. environment. Exactly. In your it's environment. It's just going to exactly. follow you. Yeah. It's just going to follow you around. You don't need to worry about, like, iPad kind of has a thing like that, but it's a fixed lens. It oh, okay. digitally zooms. Right. Um, but not not like this. This can literally follow you around the room entirely oh, and move and track you. It's really wonderful. Yeah. All right. I see it's compatible with with zoom and teams as well so yes uh so it's gonna pick it up right away when you're in those meetings and just do its beautiful thing yeah and you can control it through its app bar like the, the program's app bar will sit in teams oh and that way you're able to no you can way control it or ai control it yeah no way so the interface becomes available within whatever presentation app teams or zoom or whatever you're yeah, using it has a floating bar that will that Oh, that's like fantastic. Yeah. Right. It's, so it's not it's, like you're having to struggle to run two things at once. You're just basically running teams. That's right. You're just oh, running man. teams. What a great and so, piece like, of So you don't have to mount it to your hardware if you don't want to. There's like a $30 kind of uh, camera mount. Yeah, I see that. Legs, a tripod you can get. Uh, you know, you, you can mount it to the ceiling if you wanted. You could put it anywhere as long as it can see. Like you or the thing you want it to see. It, it's fantastic. Hmm. I want to get a couple. <laughs> yeah, I, I really love that. I, I feel like that could be uh that could be interesting for us to have. I think yes. uh I think we should we should try and get one. Uh, sure. you mentioned something that really interested me, which is the issue of being blind or a low ah, vision yes. in swimming and diving. That oh, really fascinated yeah. me. I'd never even thought of that of course being able-bodied uh tell right. me a bit about that oh this is interesting so it was like uh this person uh they they love the water right and they always have to be kind of with somebody right instructing them but they want to be able to free dive or they want to be able to you know kind of go on uh you know tanked underwater swimming missions right you know um so we started talking about the pool of course yes you'd have like somebody you know uh, like uh you know uh, somebody in the in the tall chair you know watching right. like the pool is normal 
Uh, not to say you couldn't go use your own pool, but uh, what we do is was talking about um, there's there's a company called Ultimate Ears that makes uh, speakers that you can put together. Uh, okay. You can link them together, and they all play the same volume. Okay. Uh, so you could have, say, like a piece of music going. You're very clear oh. of uh, like the the volume of it and how close you are to one. Ah. And for that, you can put them in the corners and on the sides. That way, you know exactly how close you are to any part of the wall. You can very even cool. put one on the bottom of the deep end, absolutely, so that you know when you're under there which side's the deep end and which side's not. You know, just by using audio to manage that. That's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. And they're uh, like, that's amazing. It's, it's so simple. You can pick up like a couple of Wonder Boom 3s or whatever. And because they're waterproof, and mm -hmm. some of them got, come with like inflatable, um, and like an inflatable little boat for it to sit in. Oh, really? And you could just let it float on the water too if you wanted to. <laughs> do, you, do you enjoy swimming? I do. Yeah. Uh, do you feel okay when you're in there? Like, do you feel nervous at all? Like, I don't know where, which way is up or how do you? Uh, well, bubbles always go up, ah. <laughs> right? So you'll always know uh, and always have an audio source hmm. so that you able to get back to shore. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's funny. That's a lot of so... pools, a lot of pools. I, I've just realized now, right. They have like music playing and stuff. Like in but it's speakers. just ambience. Ah. Yeah, but it's not focused. It's always okay. like over your head. Oh, yeah. so that wouldn't really work so well. It's got to be a specific. Uh, yeah, like yeah, you want yeah, it yeah. Yeah, to be able to locate. And if you're swimming in the water and you 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 bonk your head off the side, you could like well drown and die. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whereas this is like you're very you can you're very you know how close you are. It, right. it, it'll guide you right to the speaker itself. Right. Yeah, you're like you're not gonna you're not gonna hit it. Yeah, it's interesting. I feel like on some level, yeah, I, it would I would be nervous uh, swimming with low vision. But then I, on some level, I also feel like sometimes I get freaked out by like not, uh, all that there is around me kind of thing. So maybe if like I barely saw anything, it would almost be the, like I could just let go a little bit. I don't know. Like the expanse scares you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. Um, Blind people, some of them, it can be hard when you have sight and then have none. Yeah. Because you are, it's not just you close your eyes. It's right. You literally have perpetual blackness. Right. Like, like the deepest levels of black. There's right. no, right? Like, yeah. Uh, and that can be terrifying. Right. You know, unless you're born with it, then you're like, don't know better. Right, right. <laughs> Where you're and, not even uh, seeing, uh, sensing any difference in light, kind of thing. That that's level. right. Right. That's right. Darkness utterly. Yes. <laughs> I know it's scary. Yeah. <laughs> that's why black holes are terrifying, dude. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you have like those with vision that can just use this as, you know, as an accessibility option. So even if you have low vision, you're able to just calm down. Right. And, and just listen. Right. And you're able to get back where you came from. Mm. That's no problem. Hmm. That's you fascinating. Know how close to the walls you are. Yeah. And that's not that's not an expensive 
sort of fix, is it? Like, you know, not at all. Bluetooth Each speakers. One of these speakers you can probably get for like $60. Right, right. And something like that. Yeah, to, to be able to enjoy swimming, if you're someone that, you know, does enjoy that, then that's, mm -hmm. I think that's going to be really worth it. Put on your favorite Spotify, you know, list yeah, and just go and you're good. Yeah. Hey, I want to do that too. That sounds awesome for, for oh, anyone, yeah. honestly. How well does, <laughs> how well does music, uh, like carry underwater? Uh, even more than it does on land. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Like you'll find it's like, it's like, uh, at night when there's no other sound, oh, like, water, huh. like sound travels farther in the water. Oh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> that would be kind of neat. I, I want to try that and, and, dive in while there's some music underneath and just kind of maybe close my eyes and 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 sort of uh use that tool a little bit yeah like the more sound sources you have like yes. so you just have like you start it with four one on right. each corner exactly and then you could add four to your sides and then if you want to you could add one to a, an, an end underwater yeah like yeah or shallow so you know yeah. which way you're going yeah. yeah oh that's fascinating yeah. Um, you had also you'd also mentioned uh, back to Windows that you had um, a case where you had an autistic child who was having trouble learning Windows or anything to do with the computer. And you said you you uh, recommended something that Windows had back in the day and it turned out to be oh, a success. Yes. Do you, yes. you want to talk about that? Yeah. Um, yet again, it, it kind of is like that that uh, grade ten student you talked about, where okay. just, there was no interest like right. that. So the the little boy, he he had a kitten. He loves kittens. Yeah. And that really made me think from a you know an old net user back in the day with a dial up, and uh, they have an application that still exists. Like I think it's Pico the cat. Okay. And it's an like an intelligent little cat that uh, starts out on your little bar on the uh -huh. over the clock sleeping. Yeah, and it'll jump up on your windows and interact with what you're doing. And it was so simple, but it changed everything. It made uh, windows not so sterile. Uh huh. You know, it's like okay, I've got this window. And I can pick it up and move it around. And then the cat will jump off it. And if you leave it there for a while, it'll jump back on. It'll bat at your mouse. <laughs> you know? That's hilarious. An interactive little thing that made Windows more of a joy. Right, right. That's and from interesting. there, it was a stepping stone for, for teaching. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah, it's a that's simple right. thing. So it's like, <laughs> it's it's same kind of, same kind of concept, like, you you find out what the student likes cats and yes. incorporate that into the the technology that's right right and something uh like that you know it's going to be a little bit whimsical a little bit distracting at times but ultimately it's not you know it's not going to completely take over your your experience or anything like no, that no it just starts the engagement process yeah exactly yeah Oh, that's a, that's a really cool idea. And so, and then I guess you could take that concept uh, and expand it a little bit, couldn't you? Where mm -hmm. there's probably similar things like that for, you know, there's a dinosaur or there's yes. a AI, whatever. Uh, yes. And so, you know, may, yeah, maybe the, the students into dinosaurs or whatever, and then you have that. That's a good, I that's a, a good idea. I think, uh, you know, as long as you can manage it and, 
Uh, it's not overwhelming. It's not too mm -hmm. distracting. I could see that being a really, a really helpful tool. And then again, like, you know, depending on how into cats they are, like really just gearing a lot of their learning uh, towards that, like, you know, use, use word to create a list of, of toys that your cat likes or whatever. <laughs> yes. Or write a story about Pico the cat. Yeah, to to you know get in that creative mode a little bit. It's it's neat. I mean, if if you if you're thinking about something and you're kind of getting lost in thought, cat would meow. Yeah, you know, just to say, hey, still here. Uh, what are you doing? Batting at your cursor. <laughs> That's really cute. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> if yeah. I didn't, if I didn't have a, a slightly annoying kitten already, then uh, yeah. I think about it. I've got enough. Yeah. I've got enough of that in my in my real life. That's too yeah. funny. Um, you you mentioned something else that I found quite interesting because I just went and saw the new uh, Super Mario Bros. movie with my daughter, oh, and yeah. uh, you mentioned describe video for the visually impaired at theaters. Yes. What's what um, is first of all what is a theater going experience like for someone like you that has barely any vision do you bother what's it how tell me about that okay for me uh for me it's like you you have this card that you have to uh get and then you can go in with a person one person pays yeah. um I, I guess i'm not sure how like it doesn't matter who somebody pays okay <laughs> yes and the other person gets in um i think it's i pay and that person gets in for free okay um and I'm always down uh, generally pretty close to the front row. Right. But the audio is deafening. And oh. that's, naturally, I, I don't tolerate that. Uh, I find audio way too loud in theaters anyway. Right, because uh, you're ultra so, sensitive, I'm sure, anyways, right? That's right. So I wear a pair of 3MX5s. Uh, technically, they're not supposed to sell them okay. um, because they really, really come against your awareness but they don't realize they're fantastic for blind people whose hearing surpasses even what they can shut out. Hmm. <laughs> uh, they are designed that you could have somebody jackhammer or fire a gun off beside your head. It's fine. Uh, okay. It's like they give a look. They're, they're not electronic by any means, but they kind of turn uh, the, a shotgun sound into a, yeah. just like a, a, just like a whoosh. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, it's there, but it doesn't start you at all. Oh, okay. They are very powerful. <laughs> so you need power, that level, like range rated earmuffs yes. to go to the yes. theater. That's right. Wow. And yes, they're they're thick. Yes, they're ridiculous. But well, I'm watching a movie. I don't care. Right. I, I don't care if people are saying behind me. I'm not paying attention anyway. But it doesn't affect my awareness at all. But it makes watching movies in the theater tolerable. Do you have to like slip them aside a little bit so that a little bit of noise comes no. in? Or... Nope. Wow. They, yeah. And I can hear through them. No problem. Okay. Yeah. It, they're really good. Yeah. You can, I got my set from Amazon. Um, like I said, they're technically, when you read the instruction manual, uh, they say they're not supposed to be sold, you know, for just <laughs> anyone to wear. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you know what? You know what? I'm grateful. I need That's those. funny. Oh yeah. yeah, of course. Um, and it's it's interesting too because I don't think a lot of people would think about uh, when someone with uh, vision challenges goes to a movie theater that they would need something to reduce another one of their senses. 
That's right. You know what I mean? We would think the opposite. Most able-bodied people would. Mm-hmm. That you'd be uh, grateful even... for the the amount of sound. Oh yeah, no. Wow, <laughs> it's too yeah, much. It's, huh? a, it's like anything. Too much of a, you know. Too much of anything. Of course, and I mean that when when sound is too loud. I mean it does. It hurts. It hurts your ears, oh. and and it can do real physical damage. Of course, so it's that's a real right. Thing. No different than light. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. Okay, so you've got your ears set up. Now, what about the visual? Like where you have sort of a, you know, a pin, uh, pin mm-hmm. vision, pinhole vision. Like oh, I, is, yeah. I move along with the action. Right, gotcha, um, okay. Kind of with it. Uh, and I will wear uh, a pair of uh, like a filtering glasses. Okay. That will, uh, I'm trying to remember the right word, but it's kind of leaving me just now. But okay. uh, oh yeah, like polarizing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that only allows light to come in directly and removes the uh, almost like lens flare, lens flare or glow. Right. It, it just destroys that so yeah. that you could see things clearly, but also not overwhelmingly bright. Because oh, honestly, like you should never watch anything in the dark. Okay. It's bad. It's just bad for your eyes. It's literally <laughs> how I always watch everything. Yeah, bad. Um, but yet again, <laughs> no. if you're watching it on a projector, that's reflected light. That's not like light from the LED. No, like, in my bedroom, I'm, I'm directly. In my bedroom, I I like it as dark as possible, and then look at stare at a screen. So I'm clearly doing it completely wrong. <laughs> you're doing it wrong. <laughs> Especially like the blue light coming from these uh, these oh, LED no. screens. If you have a beautiful LED screen that does black as black, and uh, like, I have the a really good right, screen. Uh, you know, with high dynamic range lighting, when you got like that level of bright in yeah. a dark room, yeah. you really should have some ambient lighting. Oh God, I do wear uh, I do wear blue blockers. Okay, but that's helpful. That's something <laughs> I'm wearing. Yes. I'm doing something to protect my eyes. Yes, because like, like uh, I said, like projectors are are better because right. it's reflected light. That makes sense light directly. Yeah. Okay, so, so you're uh, yeah. Go ahead. So it's like, yeah, I wear these plus the glasses and like, man, oh. what is wrong with this cat? It's like, I'm just trying to save my life. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Movie. No, <laughs> I mean, I don't think, and that's a funny thing. Again, we think that everyone's looking at you and they're, but like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really look twice with someone with an ear, you know, I'd figure, okay, they must have some kind of ear issues or whatever. And I'd just go on and watch the movie. I wouldn't really notice that yeah. person. Uh, yeah. And that's good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, so then 3D movies, are those out? Or... Uh, they are, okay. but be, it's it's weird. I can't watch them. Uh, like old 3D movies require blue and red glasses from the uh, 80s. Of course, uh, those... new movies aren't aren't like that. No. So you're not getting any color distortion. Right. But what those glasses do is make the clear separation between your left and your right eye. Like it's almost like okay. audio separation. Okay. Okay. Right? Except it's visual. Um... But what 3d movies do is they over accentuate the sure. angles when For 3d sure. you know even when they were first beginning old 3d yeah. that gave you a, a a very clear representation as to why they were extending something toward the camera yeah they really Except, want to show off the 3dness of the environment exactly yeah and nowadays 3dness is much more subtle uh, but i can notice it as if it were back in the day Oh, interesting. Yeah, it, it's like I, I, I perceive the angles and understand the 3D-ness even without the depth perception or the glasses to do that. Mm, I know it's right. weird, 
but that's just how I operate. <laughs> right. Well, that <laughs> so I mean, I can still appreciate the 3Dness. Interesting. Without the glasses. Without the glasses. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what's interesting is that, and because I use polarized glasses for fishing all the mm -hmm. time, so I'm very aware of how they uh, feel. And it's interesting because I found myself while I was watching this Super Mario Brothers movie in 3D. I, I found myself realizing what, especially when I look down at my phone, it, mm -hmm. the effect is the exact same when I look down at my phone with polarized glasses. That's right. Uh, I noticed Isn't that. Isn't this strange? Yeah, yeah. 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 So there's, it's interesting. It's it, obviously there's, there's something there with how it's. Uh, it, your glasses are like, because it separates, you're able yeah. to kind of feel the refresh rate of yeah. your screen. You're yeah. You're able to see how it's kind of, throwing light right now oh, it's the glasses are dispersed dispersioning it now that being said like my instinct would be to say oh you must like really dialogue heavy movies but you're a real marvel guy oh yeah i watch all sorts of stuff <laughs> yeah and now if in the theaters if they offer uh describe uh described uh you know uh for the audio for the visually impaired right normally they would give you a device that's passing audio through audio fetch. Okay. I think I've mentioned that before. No, but I want to know about that part of it. So how does the describe video and all that work? That's fascinating. Okay. Well, that is a separate channel. Right. That's played that nobody else can hear. Right. And that's only sent to an audio fetch server mm. where you can just install the theaters app on your phone. Yeah. Select the channel for the movie you're watching, which is labeled oh, with art and all that other stuff. Yeah. And I can put earbuds under uh like under those uh my headphones. Yeah. Perfect. And exactly. Listen to the movie and the described video Wonderful. being served to me through the app through audio fetch. Oh wow. Uh and I can say adjust the volume so I can hear the described video but still hear the movie exactly. Just and it's awesome. Oh great. <laughs> Yeah. Now, not every theater serves this up, but it's got to wow. happen more often. Oh, yeah. man. That I mean, I don't think that that technology, sh it should be in every theater. And I don't think it's it would be incredibly hard to uh, you to can do. just order it. You oh, can order uh, it. There's right. express versions where you can get them for your for yourself at home. So you don't got to crank the TV. Right. Uh, uh, just to have audio being sent to you um, like personally, almost like the way a Roku does. Right. Except instead of just for one person, it can be for everybody. And right. so you can have a very quiet environment while everybody's enjoying the audio on the inside. <laughs> and that leads me to my next question of how is it watching a movie through described video? Do you, oh, are, are they gold. really careful with their delivery and the writing? And I want to know about yes. that. And I, and I know I've mentioned it before, but there has been no better example than yeah. the movie Aliens. Right. Oh, I just rewatched that. It's perfect spacing with excellent detail that I honestly find adds to the movie, even though you're wow. seeing it. It's like having an author read you all the details from a book that, that, that you're missing that's on the screen. You're getting more. Right. I don't find it distracting at all. It's instant enhancing. It really Interesting. is. That's Yeah, you've got to try it. Well, I really respect and I'm fascinated by that style of writing. Like it's a very specific and skilled uh, type of like writing. You know what I mean? Like to be able to, mm. uh, and again, you know, it's like 
you're in the scene, you've got to create that tension in the right way. And it's like, okay, private Hudson is moving down the corridor and uh, he's so like, like what can you give me like an example of a line? Like how, like what would it. It's, it's, it's kind of hard. Let me see. Um, Say for example, like like you're, you're looking at somebody have a shower. Yeah. And you may be paying attention to what you may be paying attention to during the shower and right. missing other of the, of the details that they want you to pay attention ah, to. Interesting. So they'll talk about how the water's trailing down. Yes. You know, what it's touching. Right. Like it, how, how it's beating, like when right. it comes to sweat or anything like that, like all of that, how the steam's rising up with like all the, all the detail, like the things you're just <laughs> not paying attention to. You're taking in a scene widely. And with the audio, you're able to take, not see the scene widely, but then get all the audio fine details that you're not paying attention to. That's fascinating. It's almost like a novel and a movie at the same time. At the same time. That's exactly what it is. And it feels like that. It's like, uh, think of um, those old Star Wars books back in the day. You know, when you hear the chime, turn the page. Yeah. It's like that, except there's no turning of the page and no chime. It's ah. like that. Perfectly timed, spaced out to so you. It right. doesn't get in the way. It 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 complements it perfectly. Now here's something. So Aliens, a movie I'm a gigantic fan of, oh, is yeah. a very is is a pretty uh especially Alien One. The pacing is is subtle. It's not like uh it's not like a Guy Ritchie movie where it's just like insane, insane, insane. It's pretty, right. it's pretty it takes its time with stuff. Uh, so are there movies or directors that the way they create movies is problematic for that style? Yes. Yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, for example, uh, comedies don't really work right. Oh, interesting. Uh, because it's very visually timed. Yeah. The audio you're going to get, that's fine, but it's yeah. going to be hard to describe the thing that was funny that accommodates the action totally. when, when those things must go together. Totally. At the exact time. What about like Kung Fu movies? Oh, Kung Fu. That, yeah. Would that be impossible, yes. right? No, no, they're amazing. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. And if you want just a small example of how yeah. well that can work. Yeah. Uh, there's a podcast uh, uh what do they call chrome sphere okay uh, audio theater and there is a character uh what's his name uh uh, uh, uh gafgarn mm-hmm. he's like a barbarian right and it's a story that goes along with everything and they have audio cues for all the stuff that he's doing they're telling you all about it in great detail and so you can see it all in your head while it's happening and like uh he's doing what barbarians do he, he's hyper violent he hurts people he drives thrones through people you know uh, whatever he's a barbarian yeah, yeah he yeah, does yeah. violent things right and the described like the, how it's described doesn't seem to slow down the action of the barbarian huh. when, like with the rest of the audio interesting and the guy and this is what's most important about a person who's doing the uh the uh the uh describe yeah, video yeah yeah is that the person is also into it yeah he's into it so when you're watching alien yeah it's like when 
the the scenes start happening he's in the zone and when the stealth is going on he's right hushed and quiet he's all like yeah it's good it's not just some dude just reading a thing no no he's in the zone i kind of want to do that i would love to to to, to do a described video yeah you gotta yeah you gotta try you gotta try some i mean some may be better than others of course like the alien one was outstanding you know right and i and i'm hoping that the same group like the people did the same for the rest of the alien movies right because i mean i haven't watched them all with the scribe video oh. i'm gonna have to get to it yeah <laughs> i think i think they're gonna work really well uh, yes. uh like uh prometheus uh alien covenant are both yes. slow pace like same pacing as aliens where i think mm-hmm. you would get a lot out of that i i if they, especially if the same people do it, I would definitely uh, suggest trying that out. And the audio descriptions are just as nasty as what you see. So, like, if yeah. some alien like does a guy in the chestburster, they'll scene. tell you how. Yeah, like yeah, the, in great detail, they'll tell you right. how. Like if something pierced the guy's skull, then that's what you're going to hear. <laughs> oh my god! And how? And where? And if there's a mess, they'll tell you about it. <laughs> right right so so it's like having like george rr R. martin describe uh movies for you he's very descriptive yes with beautiful vocabulary oh you know, man that really works it's not just it's not like yeah you know, kind of cheap it's no it's it's english majors doing this kind of thing with great uh, yeah vocabulary yeah well as oh. a writer myself i that like i'm really fascinated by it i a want to try it out and b I absolutely would love to do that. Like that would be such a fun job to watch yes. a movie and do the described video and just kind of feel out how that works. I plus it would be what would be fun about it to me too would be like getting to share movies that I love uh with with people that can't see them and being able to like share that joy a little bit. I would love that. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah, really I cool. watched it like visually, mm-hmm. and then I watched it, uh, you know, with the scribe video. Yeah, and I watched it by not watching it with the scribe video, and it, amazing. I would right. not watch this movie without the scribe video. Right, it's it's too good with it. Uh, it's so good. Yeah. Huh. Oh, it I love to hear that, that feel. Yeah, well, I love to hear that there's that there's options, right? Like entertainment, everyone likes to be entertained, right? And yes. so it's good to hear that there's some accessibility options so that you can still be entertained. And, uh, you know, and especially hearing that that's possible in the movie theater environment. I really that's really great to hear. And again, it's with smartphone technology, it makes so many things possible, doesn't it? It's true. You have this ultimately powerful device right in your pocket. Mm-hmm. Well, most people really vastly underutilize their device right. and its capabilities. Right. <laughs> it's a Facebook phone. Yeah. No, no, it could be so much more, like a virtual machine engine. Yeah. Stuff that runs multiple operating systems, all sorts of stuff. Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's fascinating. And, and that was really all the topics that I wanted to touch on today. That was a really fun time talking mm. to you. And uh, thanks for uh, thanks for coming in and giving me all kinds of great stuff to work with. Oh, yeah. I thoroughly enjoy my time. It's great. I love talking to you. Heck, yeah. Well, until next time, my friend. Sounds groovy. Okay. Thanks so much. Yeah, take care. <laughs>